Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast together with show notes via our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Jack Parsons. Jack is an award-winning young entrepreneur, public speaker and subject expert on youth publicly known as the UK's Chief Youth Officer. Jack's been honoured with a number of awards over the years, including Young Digital Leader of the Year, the 100 Faces of a Vibrant Economy, Most Connected Young Entrepreneur, 50 Top Kindest Leaders and Top 10 Young UK Entrepreneurs to Watch. Jack is currently the CEO of the Youth Group, which is building the world's largest, most connected marketplace and community for young people with the sole aim to help improve the odds for those young people across the Commonwealth to achieve their full potential in work. So, Jack Parsons, it's great to have you here on the Connected Leader podcast. Thank you for asking me to come on. I'm sitting here with my coat on, it's freezing, (laughs) it's getting cold, isn't it, out there? It's getting cold. And it's December, so you are going to be my last podcast for 2020. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So, Jack, this is the first time we've actually met. Uh, and, you know, even now we're, we're meeting digitally. But I feel like I've known you. I've been following you. We've had conversations online, on Twitter for a number of years. So do you want to give me a little bit of a background about how you started using social media? And I know you, you may be using it, you know, in your personal life for many, many years, uh, given your demographic. But what about from a business and leadership perspective? So let's let's start with that. Yeah, we, we've been connected for a good five years. And uh, when I look fit, when I was running around looking 15 as a, as a young leader, uh, yeah. I've aged a bit since then, but still, still got uh, still, still young. So social media, why did I start using social media? Social media has been a real fundamental and important platform and tool for me. So I'm I'm not educated. I don't have a degree. I don't know all the answers. I'm a, I'm a big believer from avid, going from having all the answers to all the questions. Yeah. Social media has given me a platform to ask those questions to great leaders who use it to learn from. So I use LinkedIn, oh, sorry, I use Twitter as social media, uh, LinkedIn as a way to ask questions to those who've been there and done it as number one. And then secondly, uh, I use I use social media as a reference check. I went out for a walk the other day, and uh, and our lockdown was over. And I looked around and I, and I said, "Oh, this is a bit quiet." And we've gone back into a lockdown in in the middle of London or something. Because considering uh, the day we came out of lockdown, everything was busy. Yep. So I went to instead of going to news or or typing into Google, I went straight to the hashtags on Twitter to see if there's something going on, you can just go and check the hashtag tags. So that's what I did. I I used Twitter as a reference to keep updated. And I'm not about broadcast, looking at the broadcast. I'm more worried about what people are saying in the responses, in the replies, because that's where you can really understand public opinion and where people are actually mindsets are. 
around lockdown, around politics, around youth, around diversity. So I use it as a reference check. And then thirdly, I use it to inspire myself, to inspire me to, to want to continue doing what I'm doing. I live alone. I don't have a good relationship with family. So I'm a, they, they call it a lone wolf. So, so Twitter and LinkedIn and the other platforms are a place for me to be inspired and meet everyday role models like yourself, uh, inspired by the books you've written and all the work you do around social, to be inspired to say, oh, that's interesting. Because I know that the business landscape is so huge. Being a leader, there's so many different types of leadership skills and so much that we've got to learn. I only know so much. And I love that. And I call it the duvet flip. What gets you out of bed in the morning to flip that duvet to want to learn more and grow. So I'm, a, I'm an upcoming leader. I've got a lot to learn. I, and the things that I do learn, I like to share and give back. So those are the three main reasons why I believe and why I use social media as a leader. And I love that, Jack, that, you know, because I think it's only now after all these years that, you know, I was listening to a, a podcast the other day, a webinar on the Marketing Society and uh, Hootsuite was sharing a report that they'd done. It just came out, you know, what's happening in twenty their 2020 social media report. And, it, you know, they were showcasing that really brands and organizations now really have started to understand the role that they have to play. It isn't about broadcasting. It is about listening. It's about that temperature check. It's about understanding the pulse, you know, what is going on. And and so it's refreshing that you say that for you, that is exactly, you are the epitome of using social as social is meant to be used. You know, in my opinion, it's a connecting tool. It's an inquiring tool. It's a listening tool. It's an ins- it's great for that inspiration, isn't it? And to connect. And I know you've connected, um, you know, with a number of people who have not only inspired you, but you've gone on to work in partnerships and, and do some really incredible things for your organization through. So talk me through a little bit about that, how how the networking side of it has gone for you through social media. Because as a leader and as a business owner and as, a, as somebody championing a movement, bringing other people on board and finding the right people is critical, right? Totally. And building a network and building a community through social has been probably number two on the most, the, the reason why I've been able to achieve what I achieve. Number one is of the ambitious and the the get up and go attitude. Number two has been building that network. And I was named the most connected young entrepreneur across Europe in 2017, 18 and 19. Incredible. I'm not going to win it this year uh, because I've not been connected to anyone. I've been in my little bubble and everyone has uh, kind of thing. Um, So look, I, I believe some of the most, you can make friendships from the network that you build on social. Yeah. You, can make, you can create new opportunity in terms of business opportunities, but also you can create a support network. And I've used social media to build that network. I never really like jumping on the call. I, that you only can get, when you're young, you and whatever, whoever you are, whatever field and whatever industry you're in, you only get, insert, you only get in, uh, invited to certain rooms. And I'm a big believer on we're all standing in front of a curtain and behind that curtain is access to a network and information. And you can access, you can get behind that 
that curtain and get into that room if you know someone who knows someone? And how do you get to know that someone who's knows someone? Yeah. By networking and building your building your brand and also being true to who you are. So the first thing I did when I started wanting to network is one, listen. Listen, when, when you build your network, you listen then you clarify then you respond and, and you respond with, how can I help you? What can I do? And my, my network, what I've built, and I, I've got 60% of the FTSE 100 in my phone book now. And I, I've, I've not done that by blanketing and, and trying to reach out to everyone. I've done that meaningful. Yeah. Uh, a lot of marketers talk about meaningful relationships and building meaningful brands and how can you do that in such a way where it's meaningful. And I believe you can only do that if you understand what your worth is when you wake up in the morning. So what you, what you stand for, yep. but also have real big values that you won't compromise. Now, you also have to lead with kindness. I was lucky enough last year to be named um, by the Financial Times the top 50 kindest leaders in the country. Now, that is one of the... I was so humbled. I even had a tear in my eye. I don't cry often. Uh, it takes a lot for me to cry um, from the up- upbringing I had. And um, you know what? Kindness goes so far. Mm-hmm. And on, on, online, we, we, it's, an, it's a cheap... It's cheap to... Be mean, yeah. Or dis- disagree without any context. Now, I'm a big believer that everyone should have criticism and constructive criticism, though. And I'm a big believer that if you don't believe something and you see it online, respond and explain your views and your opinion because you're entitled to it. But do it with grace. Yeah. I'm a big believer as a leader. You lift others up. You can lift yourself up by lifting others up. And actually saying something nice goes a lot further than just being a silly so-and-so on LinkedIn just because you want to be the next Piers Morgan. That gets us nowhere. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, from experience, you, I mean, you are very authentic. You're very transparent. You really do put yourself out there and you are not afraid. You know, you, I often talk about, you know, with leaders and a lot of the conversation that comes up time and time again is fear. You know, they're afraid to talk about it. They don't want to bring their whole selves to, you know, a, a digital conversation and put themselves out there. And, and in some cases that can be detrimental to the brand, to the values, you know, because they, they, they may have a different view. So people have to be considerate and considered about what they're talking about online. But I know with you, you, you know, you, your worth, you know, what you want to be known for, seen as, as I refer to it. And, and, you know, that, that clarity and that authenticity, you, you do put yourself out there. You will join in those conversations. And I know that as hasn't always boded that positively for you on social media, because I mean, it's far from perfect, isn't it? You know, it's great that you've built these networks and it's great that they have connected you and you've done that in a very meaningful and, uh, and you know, considered way uh, with kindness, with grace, with building those, like you say, friendships come out of a lot of that, don't they? But, but you know, it isn't perfect, is it? So, you know, how have you handled some of those challenges, Jack? And what would you give advice to others who who also may be concerned of, you know, I don't want to be challenged on that. I don't want to put myself out there. What would you say about that? 
Yeah, and uh, and I pause, and it's a great question. I pause when anyone asks me this question because mental health, uh, sorry, um, social media can cause mental health challenges Mm. and social media can be very dangerous. I came onto social media about five years ago and I didn't, I was so cautious what to say, how to say it, do I put it? And I just run out of nowhere. I went from being the young guy from the council state with an idea to help youth to being a thought leader on there and people listening in, watching my words, anything, anything I said, yeah. it was, uh, there was a negative spin put on it. There was a lot of um, name calling. I used to do this thing and I st- I've stopped now. Um, because as your as your brand grows and you grow as a, as a leader, it, you change you you change you grow and you don't need to do it. But I used to put selfies on anyone I used to meet up online, me in the selfie, and explain what the what the meeting was about. I to, remember those, yeah. yeah, to show the association that actually I want to improve the odds for young people, and I know that I have to go and bring people with me. Mm. But when you do that. And you're a young person and, or anyone, you could be a woman in business, you could be anyone. For some reason, there is this age group and I, I don't know why, it's, it's tend to start with the 35 to 45 year olds, I don't know why, who just like to be negative on anything. <laughs> and we live in a culture where we live, British culture tells us failure is bad, British te- culture, we're a very jealous nation, mm. British people, unfortunately. Uh, that's why the Daily Mail does very well, because they, like they like to pinpoint all the bad in life. Mm. And um, so anything, I had this group of trolls, I don't know who they were, different, a, a mass group of trolls of about a thousand people who I've never met, I've never interacted with. I don't even swear online. I don't no, even, no. find me do anything online. I don't drink. I don't, I don't put anything that's negative. I'm, I'm focused. I'm very focused on my mission and what I know. And I kind of stay in my line. Try and find a post online where I'm talking about Bitcoin or out, out, out of own marketing. I don't because it's not my space. Yeah. And I, I stay true to who, who, what I know what I'm trying to do to help young yep. people. But for some reason, there were these mass number of trolls that just came out of nowhere. And, and that makes you feel really bad about yourself. It makes mm. you want to stop your mission. I even had a C, C-U-N-T um, spray painted on my door. What? They found my address. I don't know what's going on. I didn't know what was going on. But then you just feel to yourself, is social media really worth it? Mm. Is getting on social media and trying to be a leader and and share love and and kindness and insight and learn really worth it? And I had a a mental breakdown. Um, Unfortunately, I had a family member that passed away and some investor challenges. And I never felt so low. But it was also down to social media. Mm. help me rise back up to feel myself again so there's a flip coin and I would say any leader that is out there looking oh do I use social how do I use it only ever use it what you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. when you do use it don't try and be anyone but yourself 
because you won't be able to last long if you're not authentic. The reason why I've lasted is, uh, on social media, being a young guy, trying to give it a go, is being I've been very authentic in terms of what I know, what I don't know, and sharing the challenges and the problems along the way. Now, over the last 15 months, the trolls have disappeared. Mm. They start disappearing. Well, you're not responding. Not responding and consistency and you, and you, you get a bit more mature with it. And actually um, saying nothing is sometimes the best thing said. Mm. And that, that's in, including writing back to a, a tweet. And I, I believe I use this method now. Listen, understand, then respond. Yeah. Understand where they're coming from. Because we're all too quick. Oh, what's this person being negative? Quickly trying to type back. Don't do that. Social media can really be a dangerous place, but it also can be the best place. Mm. That's how I've been able to build a community of 1.8 million young people. Mm. It's how we've been able to help over 90,000 young people get into employment over the last 24 months. It's because... I've networked as a leader with other leaders, whether that's the leader of eBay, whether that's the guy who runs the recruitment at Capita, whoever that is, I've been able to build that relationship with, which then helps more build more opportunity for youth. So that's what I'd say is you have to just take a step back and say, okay, what is their prerogative? Why are they doing it? What is it they want? And why are they saying it? And look, fair enough to them. I'm a, I was a young guy jumping up on social media, meeting all these FTSE 100 CEOs, then putting a selfie on. And there's some of these, uh, some of these um, trolls have been trying to do that for 20, 30 years. And it's like, what's he doing? How's he getting the meeting? But I think there's a way. If I think there's a way they could have reached out very humbly and said, oh, I've been trying 20 years to reach that person. Could you connect me? Mm. I'm the first person to get to lend a helping hand to anyone because that's how I've been brought up and that's my value is to give mm. and and respect and never judge someone what it's taking them to get out of a bed in the morning and I'm very big on inclusive growth mm. talking about inclusive growth social media has helped my growth from coming from a disadvantaged background so it's helped a disadvantaged young lad actually level the playing field when it comes to uh, starting a business, helping youth, um, all through social. Yeah. And that is the beauty, isn't it? That it gives everybody the opportunity to connect, to share. Um, but like you say, you've got to be mindful and you've got to, th- I, I like that, you know, that pausing, because you're absolutely right. We're very quick to respond, you know, and that think about this for a moment and and I think that's often you know the heritage of the the social media channels is the speed of interaction you know people expect people to you know fire back straight away or get a you know I'm complaining I want to respond from that brand you know right now and our expectation is different but this is a one thing I always say there are no there are no kind of social media police I mean there are too you know if you do something terrible but you know but it's it's you are in control it's your playing field you know you set the ground rules for you there might be algorithms that say oh you need to do this and you need to do that you don't have to 
be a slave to those algorithms. You use these channels for your benefit and in the way that you want to use them so you feel good about that mentally as well as, you know, professionally. So, um, so I think that all chimes really well. And I love, you know, Jack, as we move in, I mean, this has been a very strange year and there's been a lot about leadership you know, leaders have had to come out, take a different stance, be so much more flexible with employees, be so much more personable, human, you know, the face behind that business. Lots of organizations have been sharing their challenges because we really have all had a lot of challenges together. Um, so what about leadership values, you know, and your views on leadership? Because leadership has changed. You know, the, the scene is changing. As we move out of this pandemic, do you think that's all just going to change back to how we've always been? Or do we think these these shifts that we've seen about flexibility and, uh, you know, the workplace shifting and leadership shifting and, and yes, kindness and flexibility and more understanding of, of who we are as individuals rather than just employees, particularly, you know, as you're working with the youth and helping them to get into employment. Do you think that shift? And do you think that shift will remain or do you think it's just fleeting? So lockdown, uh, lockdown has spit, I believe this pandemic has sped a lot of things up and it's, it's changed the way we think, how we work, how we communicate. I've learned to respect time more. Mm. And, and, and I think as a leader, you have to really, I, I'm a big believer, uh, something that I'm really focusing on at the moment is, is two things. It's one, you have to over-communicate even more now we're doing things more digitally. So over-communicate, over-communicate with all stakeholders, with your clients, with your, uh, with your staff, uh, with your family, with your friends. We have to over-communicate. Now, some of that meaning is checking on social, mm. checking on social media, uh, do a podcast, uh, get on a video and share it to all the workforce. Over-communicate because we, we're quickly to judge or make assumptions that we know that people, people clarify what you're saying and they understand what you're saying. When that's not true, people come from it from all different perspectives. There's so much going in people's lives. So I'm a big believer as a leader, you should over communicate to all stakeholders where you can, when you can in such a meaning, meaningful and authentic way. So over communicate is number one. Mm. Number two is no one knows everything even the person at the top if is the saying i don't like to use that but the person at the top who's running the organization they have anxiety they have stress they've got a baby to feed there's there's so much going on but it's human nature so i'm a big believer of gray moments and what i mean by this is we all have gray moments when we're too close to the elephant and when we're too close to the elephant, all we can see is grey. So sometimes it's about stepping away from that elephant and seeing all perspectives. Mm. And sometimes you need help stepping away from that elephant. And to do that, you should ask people for advice. Like I said earlier, go from having all the answers 
to all the questions in everything you do. Now, you can take to social media. You can ask new Pressbook clients. You can ask your team that follows you on social media. You can ask the next door neighbor. But definitely start looking at how you can step away from that elephant to get to where you want to be, but also to take all perspectives in. Because mm. I think we all get beat up. That yeah. is one way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and then we use up too many sound bites in this world. Uh, um, slap, uh, get the deal done, microwave deal, get the, the, all these <laughs> words. And you're like, oh, another sound bite. And, and I love what you said around using social media for how you see fit, how you see right. Now, people go, people might be listening and say, yeah, but what about racism and sexism and all that on social media? Well, that's just a human moral. That's not nothing to do with social media. That's just you as a as a human being and being a complete bib. Uh, to be honest with you, so I, I believe that you're totally right. Use social media how you see fit, but with with kindness and with dignity. Don't do it with be being mean or nasty. So yeah, over communicate. Stop standing too close to that elephant. Mm. It's those two leader thing and leadership skills that I believe are so important when you communicate and when you become a leader. Yeah, everything else. Under, uh, um, they say um, they say cash is king. I I think that is that's not the right term. I, I cash is crown. It's either uh, it's either queen or king. It's c- c- cash is crown, and and there's all those um, leadership skills that you need. And but you know what? Everyone knows that. But when it comes to social media, it's about being authentic, not standing too close to the elephant, and, and over communicating in everything you do. Yeah, and it, it is, and it is communication, isn't it? Which is the critical thing. When anything goes wrong within organisations, within it, it usually comes down to communication. There yeah. just wasn't communication. People got the wrong end of the stick, and and so I, I agree with you, Jack, about that over communication. And it's it's kind of coming straight from the horse's mouth. You can clear things up in a nanosecond, can't you? No, that wasn't the way it was. This is the way it is, and you know, it isn't about that. It's about this. And, you know, you see that happening and that's all it takes sometimes to just squash the fires, isn't it? To, to put out any, any potential. It's just, no, this is, this is the story and this is how it is. And if that's coming straight from the top, you know, um, then that's even more powerful. And I think, and I totally agree. And let's take an example with what's going on with Topshop at the moment. Yeah. And uh, Top Man and, uh, and that, that Arcadia brand. Yeah. That, you know what, with the right communication, fly back to the UK, get off your yacht, come back to the UK, call a press release publicly on BBC because it's obviously the public's channel and and pledge to actually do something Hmm. to make the mistakes right rather than hiding on a yacht, not communicating and let, and letting down all the, those people that are about to lose their jobs and, and A, B and C. And so, and, and, and people will go, well, that doesn't relate to me because I'm an employee and I don't run a Arcadia group, but you have to think about who are your readers and your listeners. Yeah. And your, it could be the listener of, of one. It could be the reader of one, and that's around the dinner table with your husband or your wife. 
or the kids. Who is your reader and who is your listener and how are you going to communicate to them in a meaningful way to actually close off that that report or whatever it is, yeah. that, that story. Yeah, to get that gap. It's and doing the right thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and sometimes we don't have all the answers. And sometimes the right thing is to say, I don't have all the answers, but mm-hmm. I'm showing up, but I'm showing up or I'm going to ask questions or can you support me? And and that is, you know, that there is that, um, you know, that's a great quality of a leader, isn't it? Re- that recognition that you you need your people, you know, there's asking the questions, you don't have them all. That's that's what it's about. And of course, social enables that. It get, It does allow, it does enable connection with your employees it does enable connection with your customers you know more so now than ever before uh, and listening into that and and so there's no excuses really for not yeah. for not kind of listening in even if you don't want to talk you can do the listening i i agree and um d- don't don't do as i say do as i do mm. Uh, so don't, 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 don't do as I say, do as I do. And I'm a big, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, uh, saying sorry. I'm a fan of saying sorry through action. They, it's this famous saying that back in the day, uh, that actions speak louder than words. And it really does. Yeah. It yeah. really does. Mm. And if you, you make a mistake or you get something wrong, actually come forward and show how you're going to make amends. Now, you making amends and how you believe is going to make amends won't cut it for some. No. But you can't please everyone. No. You're just not going to do it because that no. would just, uh, the, social media wouldn't be around if that was the case. Evil would be evil. And so you have to, you have to, but you have to have intentions to action your sorry. A lot yeah. of people say, oh, I'm sorry, I apologise and put a little tweet up online. That's not enough. No. To me, that's, 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 that's um, useless words. It doesn't mean enough. If you're going to make an apology, actually do it with action. Come up with three points, uh, action plan proof points that you're going to do and then show people that you've made those actions. So action, action, action. When you get it wrong as a leader, don't just put a little, don't just get your marketing team or your comms team to put out a little sorry. Actually do something that actually take, that stops you. Look, if something went wrong right now uh, for some reason and I made a massive um, mess up, I would actually cancel the rest of my day and put it right. Now that's being an authentic leader, actioning on your mistakes, putting it right. But what, what happens at the moment is leaders will go to their comms team, get them to write a half-hearted sorry, put it up online, and, the, and then they disappear and they put their, they put their media team in front, they put their comms team in front of them. Mm. No, this is no. where you need to step up, take your armour off, take your bulletproof vest off and say, I made a mistake I've spoken to my team and with the support of them, these are the free actions we're going to take. Yeah. I tell you, people will respect you and actually you'll gain more friendships and more relationships than you did before you even writ the, the bad thing that you writ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. It is, it is that intent 
making the change, isn't it? Doing the right thing and and taking action. Words can be very powerful, but we need to see action. Um, and, and I love that. Implementation all the way. What are you going to do about it then? So I love that, Jack. Now, I'm going to ask you three quite, you know, one of them's a couple, big question, um, but I'm, I'm looking forward no. to your answers here. I'm going to just throw them at you. So are you ready for these? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? If I could change one thing in the world, I would have a day which was focused on community building and kindness. And what that would be is everyone would have a passport stamp and they get a kindness passport and they would have to go and help a local community, go and network with someone they've not networked with, help a old woman with her shopping, but be a kinder world for one day. And I believe everyone would have to do it, just as we all have to drink, uh, drink, and, uh, drink, drink and eat, and they would have to, uh, they would have to um, participate in a world kindness day of action. Fantastic. And of course, what would happen is people would say, wow, that felt really good. I want to do more of that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. What a great, great thing. And very doable. Very, yeah. very doable. Agree. You know, very doable. Okay. So books, Jack, um, which book have you read or, you know, recently or not recently, but which book have you read that has really stuck with you and really inspired you? So I find it very, very difficult to read uh, because I'm dyslexic. But the last book I read was actually um, sent to me by my friend Jacqueline Durocas, um, who's a, another leader on social media. And she sent me um, Being More Sausage. And what this is, is how you should live your life more like a sausage dog. And <laughs> how they're kind, how they're excited. And it shows you the lessons that, sausage dogs I'm a big sausage dog fan and uh, how the lessons of sausage dogs should be led to make the world kinder and it's just the best book ever because it shows you through the lens of the sausage dog be more sausage be more sausage it's oh, a have be to more sausage. and yeah. actually it's showing how the sausage dog is a leader yeah Wonderful. Oh, I love that. I will definitely, I'll put the link to that in the, in the post anyway, but I will be looking that up. That sounds like my kind of book too. And there's loads of photos of dogs. So obviously oh, more. that, that always, that never goes, that's never, never lost on me. I love, love that. Okay. And the last but not least, what's the best piece of advice you've been given to date? So the best bit of advice is which one really helped me through my mental health challenges is in every situation there is a miracle no matter how tough you're currently facing what you're facing whether that personal or professionally there is a miracle to be found and if you can't find the miracle create one love that 
Love that, love that, Jack. And that is such a wonderful, wonderful end to this podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed catching up with you. I'm glad we finally got to do this uh, because I know you've had your challenges this year, both, you know, busy and also physically, you know, you've, you've had some some challenges and it's been a strange year but it's been wonderful and I am delighted to have you rounding off my 2020 Connected Leader podcast. We've covered a number of things about authentic leadership, around uh, kindness, around the challenges of social, around, uh, you know, leadership and the future of leadership and that being accelerated and the flexibility that's going to be required and I think you've shared some real gems. You may only have been on your leadership journey for a few years but but you are absolutely you know you're just paving the way for even more greatness Jack. Oh thank you and it's so good to come and speak to you and we finally get to meet after five years yeah and uh, uh, this has been brilliant I've loved the conversation I hope the listeners have a lovely Christmas and they're ready to I'm, I'm ready to see them on social in the new year more. Yeah, absolutely. And you just keep up that great work with your youth campaign and I'll keep watching what you're up to on social. And hopefully in 2021, who knows it, we may get to catch up physically. We may just. <laughs> just around the corner. So, yeah. And, uh, and thank you so much. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you. Likewise, Jack. You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it and indeed subscribe to tune in for more episodes. You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site too so be sure to check those out. So for now from me Michelle Carvel your host on the podcast thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.